0: Hello everyone. Did you all miss me? I know. I said weekly and I don't know why I said that. It's definitely bi-weekly. But I'm excited. I'm happy if you're here for the first time. Welcome to the Intersection Podcast. This is where we talk about life, culture, faith, and where they all intersect. Um, I am Dominique, your host. And so if you have any questions, direct them to me. Uh, Today's topic is a little different. Um, It actually wasn't expected. I saw a movie yesterday and I was so impacted by it. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, But the theme is finding your voice. Just to keep y'all updated, because we have been talking about a challenge and all these things and like restarting and becoming more accountable. I'm still on the challenge. I have a trainer. It's really hard. But I do want to mention there's a. Woman that's on Instagram. I think her name is Roz. I can't remember her full handle, but I will find it and put it in the notes for you guys. But she put out a post th- the other day that I thought was so important. And she sort of goes through this list. She's she's into fitness. She does pole dancing. She does strength training. All of these different things. But she's still bigger. And I thought this was really interesting because she sort of is talking through this, just talking through all these things that people sort of pre-diagnose her with or ask her questions about a lot. And one of the questions she gets a lot is, well, if you're so healthy and you work out so much, why are you still big? And I thought this was really interesting, especially like just in the middle of this challenge. I'm not on social media that much right now. So if you are reaching out to me and you're wondering why it might be delayed a response, that's why. But in the midst of this, I saw this and I thought this was really poignant. This idea that, health and fitness are like directly tied to skinny or like small is really interesting and I feel like it's something that I definitely will do an episode on a little bit later but I feel like this definitely goes in it how she used her voice and just sort of cleared a few things up about how weight and like health are are not Co- they don't necessarily coexist. I know a lot of skinny, unhealthy people, just like I know a lot of big, healthy people. It, it doesn't really matter. But all of it is a struggle, and everyone has a different thing that goes with it. And she talks about how her battle with food. And I have to say, in the middle of this challenge, that is definitely my hardest thing to get over, is the battle with food. Um, so if you are doing the last 90 days challenge, or if you're just you know, trying to get healthy, and you're like, this is really hard. I'm with you. I feel you. Don't give up. Uh, Just try your best every day. Honestly, that's all we can ask for. You don't need to be perfect. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for some sense of progress um, and trying. And sometimes that's all you can do is just show up and show up for yourself. So I commend all of you. Hopefully you're drinking your water. You're hugging your people. You're jotting things down, you're being thankful, all of those different things, but I did want to let you know I'm still in the challenge, I'm still working out, trying to do everything I can and be healthy. Now onto our first segment, or our segment in general, um, Eyes, Ears, Heart. And this one is going to be a little interesting because the topic that I'm going to talk about in a little bit is actually tied into the eyes, ears, our, the Eyes, Ears, Heart section of this. So Things I'm watching, obviously, eyes. Um, uh, so I've seen so many movies recently, y'all, like a lot. Saw Monsters and Men, saw A Star is Born last week. Very good. Shout out to Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It was, it, the music, amazing. Like, Lady Gaga does, has not sounded better in a very long time. So it's, it's beautiful. If you want to check that one out, you definitely should. Uh, I also saw Night School, which is just sort of, like, side-splittingly funny. Shout-out to Kevin Hart. Y'all can say whatever you want about him. He's still funny. Uh, He just got to get his life together. It's fine. He is. He's still getting these checks. Um, And then I also literally just yesterday on Friday, um, by the time you guys listen to it, it'll be a couple days, but Friday saw The Hate You Give, um, and... That's sort of what I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but that movie was so inspiring. It's a must-see. I can't say enough things about this. I'll get into that in a little bit, but The Hate You Give, it's a beautiful film. Go see it. What I'm reading right now, though, I'm reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and it's so good. Like, I don't know why it took me forever to actually pick up this book. It kind of makes me annoyed at myself as a creative, as someone who struggled with inspiration for a couple of years. I think that it's so important to like remember that to search for inspiration. I think a lot of times we're like, I can't be inspired or I writer's block or I just I'm like at like, I just feel icky about, you know, life and or bored with it. And it's really interesting the way she approaches these things. And so I'm going to definitely get into that once I'm finished with it. I'm just like in the first half of it right now. Um, There'll probably be a blog post to come about that, but that's what I'm reading. I'm also finishing up the series by Jenny Han for, you know, th- that To All the Boys I Loved Before was based off of Always and Forever. And I actually met her this week, which is really cool. Um, she's super sweet. And so shout out to Jenny Han. I, I love your books. And they're really good. And y'all should read them too. Um, in terms of what I'm listening to, Ears, um, a song that I, there are two songs that I'm really obsessed with right now. You Say by Lauren Dangle, and it's especially if you're going through a rough time with your faith um, and remembering who you are and who God called you to be I think this is such a beautiful song because it's reminding you of what God says about you like what what how he sees you as beautiful and worthy and enough and I think so many times especially right now in this climate, we can forget that. We can forget that we have been given this life by a creator. And so whether you are a believer or not, I want you to know that you are enough, you are loved, uh, you are seen, and you, your voice needs to be heard. So you say if you, are in, if you need a little uplifting and you need just some light, something light in your life, um, I would um, recommend that one. Another song that I'm obsessed with is "Candlelight" by Zavi Award. It is such a beautiful song and kind of like haunting. And um, it's it was on a show, and I was like, I was like, what is this song? Like, I, the minute I heard it, I was like, where can I find this? Um, so, if you want to look at check out that song, I'll go ahead and post it as well. I'll put both of those in the notes. But a couple other albums that I'm listening to. Um, LMA dropped her album on Friday, and it is a little bop, y'all. Like, you know, I mean, I feel like I've been following LMA since her like little EPs before, and she she's been consistent, so I'm very proud of her. I'm excited for this album. Um, and then another new artist that I sort of found, uh, just stumbling through in uh, through actually, yeah, Instagram. He was featured on a Kingdom track. And his name is Saran, and he's from Montreal. And he just has, like, a really interesting sound, sonically. And so if you're looking for something that's a little bit different, uh, but great vocals and lyrics as well, check him out. And then I, I just – this is going to be sort of a throwback because a lot of my friends joke, with, joke on me about the fact that I love R&B in, like, a way that, like, I'm extremely nostalgic for. 90s and early 2000s r&b um but mario y'all know mario like chick with the braids um braid my hair let me love you essentially after he made let me love you most of us were like you don't have to make another song again because that was such a viral song but he put out a new album y'all dancing shadows and it's actually really good it's really weird, though, because he's been gone so long that I, I think that it sort of reminds us, like, wait a minute, let me go back and listen to everything that Mario's ever done. But the reality is also he is making new music. Uh, he has a whole album out. And so you guys should check that out. I'll put all of those in the notes for y'all to check out. Um, but what's on my heart this week and what the topic this week is going to be? is Finding Your Voice. And as I mentioned, I went to see The Hate You Give this weekend. Um, and whoo, it's a heavy one. I, I recommend everyone going to see it. Uh, doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, I mean, within reason, I wouldn't take someone probably under the age of like, 10 to see this film. Uh, it's, it's kind of jarring. But no matter what race you are, whatever, all of these, like, those are null points. Like, this is a movie that is so important. Um, It's based off the novel by Angie Thomas that came out in 2017. And it was directed by George Tillman Jr. and written by Audrey Wells, who just passed away from cancer. And it stars Amanda Steinberg. Um, But this this film is so incredibly needed and I'm not going to give anything away because I really want all of you to listen, go all of my listeners to go out and watch it and tell me what you guys think. But if you haven't read the book, read the book as well. They're 2 they're, they're a lot alike. And I have to say as someone who I'm very much so okay with people changing the direction of movies for, um, or book, changing the direction from books to movie, because it's just like you can't get all of that information into a movie. That has to be a certain length. Um, and this book actually is pretty thick. Like, it's 444 pages. So it is not uh, a game when you're reading it, and it's very, very detailed. But to have that reflected on screen in a little over two hours is, it's, I mean, it's impressive. Um, and they did it really well. And I have to say what struck me the most uh, after watching it, because once you watch it, you kind of have to, like, unpack it first. Like, I watched it at night. And so I would, like, me and my roommate went home and sort of, like, decompressed it because it's so much. It's so heavy. And it feels like something that it's, I mean, it's something we've seen so many times, time and time again, the story of police brutality and the different facets of it. And I think that's what's interesting about this Compared to like monsters and men uh because that film is showing the different like that film, it shows the different nuances of like w- how this affects different people and police brutality isn't something that's like finite it's not something that it's it it's there there is a right and wrong, but it's like it it crosses so many myriads of things because. It's not like we don't have black police officers that also are involved in these sort of things. It's it you know it's the machine of what justice is and how it doesn't account for humanity, specifically black or brown people's humanity in that same way. So it's a super interesting dichotomy that both of these films exist in and I just the 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 theme that sort of just struck kept going and kept surfacing is finding your voice. And I think a lot of people think it's it's social justice work and activism work is, is cool and it's fun and you know that you're making change and it's actually extremely exhausting. And I actually um, just this morning saw a post about like the idea of being woke is all cool and fun, but it's actually very frustrating and exhausting work. And I 100% agree with that. I am someone that works in... For a nonprofit, and the whole what we're trying to do is make citizen-led change in different neighborhoods all around the country, and that work isn't easy. Like, it, I don't want anyone to think that like, when oh, when you work for a nonprofit or you're doing social justice work, oh, you're just trying to help people, and that like it should. It's really hard and grueling and life-giving and life-taking work, and so watching sort of this story and like trying to watch this sort of 16-year-old come into this realization as something extremely traumatic has happened to her is so interesting. And I think that that it's it's sort of a metaphor for many of us who especially people of color who grow up in different parts of America and we have to deal with different things, code switching or And for those who don't know what that is, code switching this idea that you are when you're one way with your family or you're one way with one set of friends. But then when you're with another set of friends, it's like I act different. You sound different. You talk different. You move differently because of your comfort level in that space. And um, how we sort of eventually have to reject that, like we have to reject because it's you're like breaking apart the pieces of who you are you're 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 shifting and moving but you like you have to know who you are and you have to do that internal work and so she's I mean star the character of the film is doing that in real time and you're watching her as she's trying to get over or heal from something seeing something so traumatic that she'll never get over like that's what she has to reckon with and then and you find out that you know this has happened before and And what it takes to sort of deal with the justice that her friend may or may not get. And so I I just I think that this is a very interesting idea, but also it's something that we we have to do right now. Right now in our society, we are losing what it means to be human, what it means to connect with people, what it means to have to understand that another person exists in your world that is different than you. And it's getting more and more <laughs> apparent that a lot of that has to do with how we, how we frame what, our words, how we, how we talk about our stories, whether they're seen, the proximity to them. And if there's anything that, that I know based on the fact that I get on this mic, the fact that I'm a writer, um, it's that your voice matters. Your story is is yours. No one else can tell it. And we've seen this time and time again. And even when people don't don't get it, you still have it. That's that's yours to have. And I mean, we've also seen last week when when Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed, we saw the the reckoning of someone who had to who had to do something very powerful and honest, but wasn't believed, but that's still her story, um, and Miss Ford, I, I commend you for what you've done, um, no matter what the outcome was, um, because the reality is, is the outcome was never going to be in your favor, and that's, <laughs> that's what America is, but we still have to have hope that, that this isn't the end of the story, and we know that, and I know that, um, and, I, and I thank God that I I have a I have a belief in God that can make me deal with what I see on earth knowing that this isn't permanent. But it's it's crazy when you have this idea that people are silenced or they they don't see reflections of themselves so they don't know how to use their voice. And so I we have to tell our truths. It's the only thing that we have that's that's ours that we can hold on to and it's our humanity that we're defending. And though it is tiresome and it is uncomfortable and it makes you feel weak and you have to understand that your story is affecting someone else. I mean, when I've I met Angie Thomas and I've heard her speak about this novel and to hear her, how she talks about Mississippi and her hometown and to tell these stories, it's because they're the only thing she knows and she knows that other people feel this way, but they can't, they might not know how to articulate it yet. They might not know what to say. And they might not know how to walk into that space and that space that they've never been before and be themselves because they they, they know that they may not be welcome. And so she's such a testament to just use it, practice it, do the inner work. Um, And as you get older, I think that that is, that is the most key thing you can do is find your center and and work from there. I mean, for me, this is an ongoing, this is an ongoing thing. This isn't new, like, I have to work on this every day. I know that <laughs> I have a lot of friends that are like, you're so confident. And it's like, no, this is work. It's work to stand up for what you believe in. It's work to own your voice. It's work to own your story. And I haven't even shared all of mine yet but the reality is is we have to start using it because no one else is going to tell it our story right. No one else is going to stand up for us when when injustice happens and we've seen that time and time again. We saw it last week. We saw it 2 years ago. We 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 see it all the time. Whether it be police brutality or confirmation of Supreme Court justices or presidents being elected, or stuff that happens in your neighborhood. If you see something is wrong, and it affects you and it affects your per- person, stand up, say something, because it's, it, you, that's, that's yours to own. You're allowed to have a voice and a say in this space. You're allowed to let people know that you aren't gonna stand for something. Because if you don't stand for anything, you, you, you don't get anything. Like that's, that's how this works. And so I just, I, I beg everyone to do the work, do the hard work. It shouldn't be some of us are just into social justice. Social justice isn't a black and white issue. It's not, a, it's not just a poor and rich issue. It's, it's an everyone issue. It's not like a Christian versus not Christian. Social justice is 100% a Christian thing. And I know so many people that are like, God is gonna fix it, and he is. We already know that, I, I don't, I'm not questioning Jesus. But I know that he also asked us to be a part of this work. And so I don't want anyone to stand on the sidelines and think that, oh, you can get away with this, or oh, this is easy, or oh, you know, they'll deal with it later. Don't commend bad behavior. Don't ever say, just stand on the sidelines and say, it's okay, it's fine. It's not. Watching people who, who have hurt people or done wrong or are just, are despicable to other human beings, which is like, come on. Like right now we can 100% say that that is something we see every day. It's okay to be outraged but take your outrage and do something with it. Don't sit on it. And also if you're complicit in this and you're just saying like, well, it's fine, it doesn't do anything, you're a part of the problem. That's right, you can be a part of the problem if you don't stand up for something because you cannot be complicit in times like this. It takes work, it takes being on the front lines, it takes going to the streets, and also, you can do this in any facet, in any forum. It's, it, this isn't, uh, oh, this is only for people who are activists or, only, or this is only for people who work in social justice. No, it's not. If you see something wrong and, you're, and you work for, I don't know, a doctor's office, say something about it. If you work in ministry, you better say something about it. If you work as a teacher, say something be an advocate for the people around you that may not be able to say anything or don't feel like they have the power or just feel silenced or are hurt and they don't know how to put words to what's happening. This, this novel is a great way, and this movie is a great way to see that we are advocating for who's next. Because the other thing is we've never seen a story told like this from the point of view of a kid, of a teenager, of someone who's trying to figure out what the world is even doing she's 16 in the book she can't vote she's in high school but it's our duty to not only make sure that we have voices but that our youth have voices that they use them and they understand that there is power behind them and they can make change because that's how change was made in the first place you can never feel hopeless in a world where we have seen change happen is it slow yeah this is slow moving work Welcome to reality. And if you didn't know that, you haven't read a history book, and that's on you. But this work is slow and it's gruesome, but it is worth it. Because we are making change for the world that we want to see, not only for our, ourselves, our brothers and sisters, our mothers, our grandmothers, but for the people that come after us, the, the teenagers, the young kids that don't understand that this world is already that broken but they can have a little bit of hope that maybe tomorrow may not be like this. And if it is like this, that they can say something about it. And so that's been on my heart today, that was on my heart last night. If you have any type of creativity or anything that's inside of you that you know is gonna make change and it's gonna change the way that the world is seen or heard, and if, even if it's light, it doesn't have to always be this heavy. But if you have a voice, I beg of you to use it because your story matters and your story is there to change and help someone else. You are a vessel of, you are always going to be a vessel. That is why you were created. For people who question that, no matter what, you have a purpose because your purpose is for someone else. It is in alignment with something else. We aren't on this earth living in silos by ourselves. We are a part of a grander, idea a grander plan and we should always want to walk into that and so go see this movie start journaling or writing things down or sharing things in your community or just being a part of community work if you feel like you don't know what you're good at try different things just learn where you can work in these spaces own your story recognize you are enough you are worthy and you have something valuable to give to the world. And I beg of you to share it. So that's the episode for the day. I know a little, little it was a lot, but that's been on my heart and I really wanted to share that with you guys. So if you are if you liked this episode, rate, subscribe share, do all the things. We're on Apple, iTunes Podcast app, and we're also on Stitcher. We're also on my website, thekeysofd.com. You can email us at the intersection podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to me directly, Dominique, your host, at D underscore Creative on pretty much any platform. Um, and I'm excited. I got some new content coming for you guys. Um that's in the form of like some playlists to keep you guys pumped up, especially if you're in the gym. Gonna have some beast mode playlists coming up. Those are gonna be on the off weeks. Um, also, have some more blog posts coming out here soon. Like I said, go see The Hate You Give. Be amazing. Do all the things. Drink your water. Hug your people. Um, yes, I sort of borrowed that from the Another Round podcast. But truly, we need love right now, and so I want all of you guys to have it. I'm hugging you from afar. Have a good two weeks. I'll catch you next time. Bye.